Hi everyone, you're listening to another episode of the To Be Praised podcast. To Be Praised is an organization dedicated to the spiritual and leadership development of women. To learn a little bit more about what we do and how we do it, head over to www.tobepraised.com. I'm your host, Erica Kimberly. As always, I'm so thankful that you are lending me your ear. Thankful to be here. Thankful to be alive. It's a Monday morning, so I am very, very optimistic and happy today. So episode six, what are we talking about today? Stay in your lane part two, when your road is under construction. So I did a part one, stay in your lane. If you haven't listened to that, head over to the To Be Praised website um, and you can check it out. It's also on SoundCloud and iTunes. That idea came to me based on just a bunch of life experiences that I had had. And I thought staying in your lane is important. And there's so many times where we shift our, our vision or we try to shift our efforts. And God is saying, listen, I put you here for a reason. So that's a little bit about um, the To Be Praised, Stay In Your Lane podcast. I love all the feedback that I got. I'm thankful that everything that I said in that podcast was helpful to some of you who are having challenges on your job. Some of you are having relationship challenges and you are looking to other people and saying, well, I want to do what they're doing or I want to be like them. And so listening to that podcast was helpful to you. And I'm thankful that God allowed me to to bless you in that way. It was helpful to me also as a person who had to kind of walk through it experientially and then create an outline and then to deliver the message. So I'm glad that God blessed you and he blessed me. So I was thinking a lot this year about continuing to stay in my lane and I also was thinking about this concept of you know when you're driving on the highway sometimes the road is under construction and so what does that mean does it mean that we get off the nearest exit does it mean we stick it through like what does construction actually represent so I wanted to just like push this metaphor even further because I feel like in my life this year, I have gotten through the construction process in a lot of areas. And I just wanted to encourage anybody who's like, yeah, Erica, I've stayed in my lane, but things don't look the way that I want them to look. It's not smooth sailing. There's bumps in the road. There's like flashing lights. There's smoke on the side of the road. Should I stay in my lane when the road looks like it's under construction? And in short, right, if you're not going to listen to the whole podcast, Erica is telling you, yes, stay in your lane, even when your road is under construction. But for those who want to stick out the podcast, I'm going to tell you why you should stay in your lane, because life is a journey. We are not um, arriving in our 30s. We're not arriving in our 60s. You may be listening to this podcast as a teenager. You may be listening to this podcast and you're already in your 60s. No matter where you are, you're journeying. And so our final destination is death, which really then is another journey towards a heavenly life with God. So we're never fully there. And I think a lot of times... Um, society has perpetuated this ideal that, oh, you'll get there someday. But I just want to tell you straight up from what we see in the word of God and from what people have experienced, you're not going to get there. So I love the metaphor of your life being a road. And I love the concept of staying in your lane because I can equate that to a continuum. I think about, um, 
people who get to drive in the Midwest, right? Like near the Grand Canyon where it's flat road and you're just driving straight ahead. Essentially, that's how I feel life is. It's just a forward motion. Yes, there's ups and downs and there's twists and there's turns, but you're going forward and you're going someplace. So your life may have some challenges. And so when I say construction, that's what I mean. Life is just not going to go as you plan. There may be accidents the same way there's accidents on a real road. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be road work. And you have to stay in your lane and stick with God. Stick with your talents. Stick with the vision that he has given you. Okay? And we talked a lot about that last time. Sometimes people want to switch it up. And you want to do a different endeavor. You want to change your major. You want to, uh, you know, drop a relationship and start something different. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a time where some of those things may need to happen but if every time a challenge occurs in your life you change your vision something is wrong because God gave Jesus a vision that he had to carry out regardless of hunger regardless of money regardless of anything same thing with Paul you know he was shipwrecked he had to leave his business God didn't give him a new vision God said with this vision despite your challenges keep it moving so essentially that's what I mean when I say under construction it's just life not going as it's been planned for you but we have to always remember in Jeremiah 29 11 and you guys know this is my favorite verse when God says for I know the plans that I have for you plans to give you a hope and a future and often your hope in your future is tied to difficulties. So instead of believing that God is reconstructing our lives, we quit and we take detours. We sit on the side of the road, we pout, we get frustrated. Some of you in traffic, you're swearing, you're giving people the finger simply because you view the difficulty as the barrier to your future, the barrier to you getting to your final destination. And God has taught me painfully in 2015 and 2016 that the construction is reconstruction. I'm gonna say that one more time for somebody. Write it down if you need to. Your construction is really your reconstruction, meaning Jesus was a carpenter. And I love that he was a carpenter because what do carpenters do? They build things. And so many times in scripture, we see that Jesus is building a church. He was building people's character. He was rebuilding the temple. He said that he was going to tear the temple down and rebuild it in what? Three days. The temple then was becoming something else. His body, his church. So I have had to learn painfully that when God is constructing my pathway and things are really looking crazy, it's simply God reconstructing. And sometimes he has to build you back up because life has torn you down. Sometimes the devil may have had his way and you've been walking through a season of discouragement, a season of depression. And God is essentially reconstructing you. He is rebuilding you. He is repaving that road so you can move forward. And a lot of times you view that reconstruction and I view that reconstruction as God being frustrated with you, hating you maybe. There are people walking in this world right now who have left the church, who have left the body of Christ simply because they think, oh, God is not for me, but he is for you. And sometimes when he's rebuilding and reconstructing, he's doing it for your own good. But you can't see it. I can't see it because just like in a car, you can't see all the way down the road. 
So our first point in, in learning how to stay in your lane when it's under construction, recognizing that God's delays don't always mean that you're on the wrong road or in the wrong lane. His delay, right? I'm driving down 95, Interstate 95 for those who are listening and they're not in the state of Connecticut. Uh, 95 is horrific. We know this, okay? I'm driving down the highway and a lot of times I'm like, oh my goodness, how do these people in these cars have license? Because I just can't understand how people are switching lanes and getting, you know, going from the fast lane to the slow lane, from the slow lane to the middle lane, getting off the exit, coming back on a couple exits later. What is going on? In their minds, they have interpreted, interpreted the road that they're on as one that they need to maneuver and they feel that like moving all over the highway is going to get them somewhere faster. So they view the delay that 95 corridor traffic they view that delay as them being in the wrong place and a better place for them to be is either in a different lane or on a different road spiritually speaking the delays that you experience in getting to your promised land the delays that you're experiencing in marriage the delays that you're experiencing in getting a new job the delay that you're experiencing in starting a new ministry doesn't mean that you are necessarily doing something wrong Nine times out of ten, that's exactly where God wants you to be. There are times we experience challenges because of sin. But if you have checked your spirit, you say, I'm actually not um, walking against the will of God, but things are just not working the way that I want them to work. Recognize that traffic can be caused for two different reasons, an accident or road work. So some of us may have experienced a, a loss in a job the loss of a loved one, like I said, a season of dep uh, depression, receiving bad news that's hard to reconcile. You know, maybe there's something in your past, a wound from your childhood that's now resurfacing and suddenly things are just upside down and you're trying to move forward. But understand that in trying to move forward, yes, there's challenges and frustration. So let's head over to the book of James. And I love this scripture so much because I've had to tell myself this when I'm on the highway and I'm thinking, am I in the wrong lane? Like, is this fast lane actually going to help me get to where I want to get to? Maybe you're asking yourself something that many Christians in the, in the first century were asking themselves. In James chapter one, verse two, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Count it all joy. Now I know you probably cringed when you read that because you're like, mm, Erica, I'm not trying to count anything but this money. I hear you. But God is beyond what we do in this world in terms of physical success and gain. God is telling us here in the scripture, when you're going through difficulties, add that up as joy. Why, God? Why would we count bad as good? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. The scripture is telling you that you should know that it's the testing of your faith that's producing patience, meaning life is a journey you need patience to move from your 20s to your 30s i can't tell you how many times i speak to my high schoolers about this concept because i see them literally rushing life 
They want to date people. They want to like people. They want to get into school. They want to make money. They need this. Oh, Miss Erica, I got to get this money. Okay, I hear you. But you need patience because your life is filled with seasons. Your life is filled with seasons where love will come, money will come, the ministry will come, the house will come. God isn't going to give you all that at once. Why would he? You have to be built up to be able to sustain those things. So often on your pathway of life, you're thinking you're in the wrong lane because nothing good is happening. And all you see is construction, construction, construction. All you see is challenge after challenge. And you're like, Lord God, I'm so exhausted. But your Bible is telling you in James chapter 1 verse 2 to count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Some of us have tripped up into a trial and you're like, hold up. What happened? How did I get here? Why did I get here? You fell into it so quickly you practically sprained your ankle. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. I need an ace bandage. I need some crutches. I need some equipment to help me get through this. And God is so gracious to us and he is so merciful because when you fall into these circumstances, you're unaware that it was coming. God is not. So instead of viewing that delay as something that uh, indicates you being in the wrong place, we have to flip our mentality to say, I'm actually in the right place because God is reconstructing my path. And this bad thing is giving me the patience I need to get through the traffic, to get through the depression, to get through this financial trial, to get through this family difficulty. God is building me up. He is reconstructing me. Isn't that empowerment? I can't tell you how many times I have fought in tears with myself, trying to shift my mind from the negative, why is this happening to me, to the counted all joy. And I've learned through the past two years that everything that I'm going through, I need to be growing through. Everything I am going through, I need to be growing through. And I had to say to myself, grow up. So if you're on the highway, you're driving to work and there is some construction, you should have a lot more patience this time than you had last week. How many times have we driven on a road and there's uh, the, the flashing sign and it tells you from, you know, I don't know, October 3rd to December 5th, there's going to be bridge traffic. So every day, you know, there's going to be bridge traffic. Shouldn't you develop a little more patience every single day that you hit that traffic? This is God's perspective from heaven. He's saying, shouldn't you now having walked with me a couple of years now, shouldn't you have a little more patience? That's why we can count it all joy, because eventually we should be strengthened. So it's not a, um, a suspicion then as to why difficulties happen, why delays happen. You should believe that over time, God is building you up to deal with these circumstances. Because again, your construction is your reconstruction. So every season is different. Instead of thinking, wow, God, you know, I'm going to be late to um, this next season of my life. I'm going to be late to actually getting to part two of this ministry because you know you're this is a delay this is a this financial circumstance is not going to help me get to where I want to be and God is saying this financial circumstance is going to give you all of the patience you need to get to that next level so count it all joy take the good with the bad our next point is you know when you stay in your lane when it's under construction you have to stop looking backwards 
And a lot of times um, we struggle with backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. We're double-minded by nature. And I love this scripture in uh, Numbers 11 because it is human nature 101. God had freed these Israelites. You know, I talk about them a lot because I feel like them. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people are like them. He frees these people out of slavery. Think about slavery, okay? I can think about it as a black American. Think about slavery, okay? You're working hard. You're not getting any money, lashes, beatings. You know, you are not cast aside in society. So God frees them out of this circumstance. He gives them a leader named Moses. Moses then leads these people into a wilderness. Now I understand, right? Nobody likes the wilderness. Physically speaking, I don't. I don't like the woods, the forest, you know. Mm -mm. I'm all set with that. So I can imagine when these people started walking into the wilderness, into the desert, and they didn't see a palace and they didn't see, you know, fancy chariots. They were probably thinking, OK, this is not what we signed up for. So slowly but surely, they begin to do something that all of us do. And in Numbers chapter 11, verse four, it says, now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Now, listen, imagine God in heaven saying, I have freed you out of bondage. I freed you from that yoke of adultery. I freed you from that yoke of fornication. I freed you from that drug addiction, that cigarette addiction. And now you want to complain because you're going to tell me that when you used to do that, you also had good food to eat. You also had friends around you all the time. You also had nice flashy clothes to wear to the club. Imagine how insulting that is to God. Because we're looking at our lives often from the, the excess and the physical flashiness of it. And God is saying, but I want your spirit to be flashy. I want your spirit to be shining. And all you're worried about is what other people see and what you experience in the flesh, like good food or a good party. How insulting to God. So they're saying to him, we remember the fish, the cucumbers, the melon. How many times has the concept of remembering kept you from entering your promised land? How many times has the concept of what you did at home hindered you from actually driving forward to your next location? How many times have you thought about the past job that you had? Oh, well, my old boss used to. Oh, well, my old man, he used to do this. He used to take me here. Well, you got a new one now. So now you need to do something else. God is so sovereign because he watches us from afar and he gives us free will. And like the children of Israel, we romanticize our past. But every season had its challenge. I can say right now that I'm in a doctorate degree program. And sometimes I think back to my time at UConn and I think, you know, life was so simple then. I was able to have fun with my friends. My parents were paying for me to do everything. Like life wasn't that hard. 
then I have to remember that I also was very broke. I made bad choices. I was extremely insecure in college. I uh, I experienced a lot of sadness. You know, there are family and friends who had passed away. So every season has a challenge. I can't romanticize a previous season of my life as an academic scholar because that too came with a challenge. When you are driving down your road, when you're staying in your lane, stop looking back. Don't be like the Israelites who say, we remember when we used to. Oh, I remember when I used to be at that old church and they used to have that ministry with that old pastor who used to da 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 Okay, you used to do that. But in Revelation, it says, he who sits on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new and your reconstructive process is a new pathway you're going to have new pavement you're going to have a new scenery and you have to get excited and zealous about the new work that God is doing so stay in your lane and stop looking back you can't look in the rearview mirror and drive forward you'll get in an accident and how many times have we gotten tripped up gotten wrapped up in somebody else's ideas, somebody else's ministry, somebody else's um, marriage, somebody else's friendship, simply because you're looking back instead of looking forward. I want to encourage you today to stay in your lane and look ahead, even if what you're looking at doesn't make sense. See, the Israelites were looking around and they saw desert after desert after desert. They saw rock and they saw uh, gravel they saw manna and instead of looking to the manna as sustenance for today they looked backward at what they thought was better and they lost their perspective when you lose your perspective anything is possible so I'm encouraging you today and I'm encouraging myself to look forward you have to look ahead and like the Israelites we can't complain so our third point here is stay in your lane when it's under construction construction, and don't complain. And I know that it's hard because by nature, a lot of us are complainers, but God does not like complaining. So if we skip up back to uh, Numbers chapter 11 and verse one, it says, now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord for the Lord heard it and his anger was aroused so the fire of the lord burns among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp now i'm just going to stop right there because when the people complain the lord heard it and i might do a podcast on that i might have to flesh out this concept of what you speak god hearing because we speak idle words all the time and the Bible speaks about this concept of watching our mouths and guarding the things that come out of our mouths because we have to be accountable. And every time I think about that, I'm like, girl, you need to learn to shut your mouth because I've said crazy things. I've said crazy things in a moment of frustration. And five minutes later, I'm like, why did you say that? Because in our human state, we don't always think deliberately about what we say. And life will put you in a pressure cooker. That's what traffic is. I think traffic is like a great, <laughs> it's, a, it's a simulation. And I think that God uses this, this concept of traffic in the flesh to really speak to me spiritually, which is why this concept of staying in your lane is so real for me. Because when I'm driving down 95 and I'm in traffic, I always watch people's behavior and I watch my own. And the minute we hit traffic, most people do what? They sigh. Oh. <sighs> 
you you about to fall out in your car because there's a buildup on the road. Then the traffic continues to crawl. We keep sighing. And then that's generally when we start mumbling under our breath. Man, I need to get up out of this lane. How do I switch? Okay, not this car. Get up. No, sir, don't. Oh, my goodness. So you're about to hit my car. We start mumbling. Then we're looking to the left and the right because you're trying to make an exit. And we feel like getting off the highway, getting out of our lane and taking another route will get us to where we want to go faster. And then if somebody cuts you off, forget it. That right there is what will cause you to say something or do something that may be outside of your true character. Now, the Israelites complained against God the way that we often complain in traffic, the way that we often complain the minute a challenge arises. If you fall into a financial difficulty, there's a couple bills, your car breaks down, you need, you know, some some dental work or maybe you have to loan some money to somebody and you didn't anticipate that. We begin to complain. You get frustrated because you're like, wait a minute, this is uncomfortable. And God understands that the, the things that he asks of us may stretch our faith and stretch our comfort. But when you complain and you're as negative and as ungrateful as the Israelites, remember this. God hears it. So your path may not be what you expected it to be. The Israelites didn't think that coming out of slavery would look the way that it looked. But God was testing them and he's testing you, too. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, the Bible says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what is in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. See, this is why construction is reconstruction, because God is simply uprooting. He is um, unpaving. He is breaking down. He is tearing down that which is hindering you from getting to the goal. You don't realize it. I don't realize it because we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us. God is saying, I have to break your finances down so far that you will obey me out of sheer desperation. I have to give you absolutely nothing in order to give you everything. I can't tell you how many times I've experienced that because God is always trying to say to me, will you be faithful if I give you a new home, a new job, more money, more friends, or will those things be a distraction and a hindrance? So sometimes he has to take things from us in order to give us more. That's the pruning process. So when God tells them to eat the manna, it's not because he doesn't want to give them nice things. It's because he's building them up. They need to learn how to be grateful. But too many times we complain. I'm so sick of eating this. I'm so sick of this job. You know, these people really getting on my nerves. My boss is crazy. And they're just always riding me about every little thing, micromanaging me. And God is saying, I gave you that job when you had no job. Oh, girl, you know, my man, he's getting on my nerves. We've only been married a year and he just doesn't understand. He is not thoughtful. He is not romantic. And God is saying, didn't you fast for him? I made you to be a helpmate. Help. How many times do we complain instead of saying, Lord, you're trying to teach me something. 
you're trying to humble me. Maybe I'm being too arrogant in my marriage, Father God. Maybe I need to repent of that. Maybe, Lord, I'm being too cocky in the church and you really want me through my challenges to see that I am merely a vessel and that ministry is not about me. It's about you. God is always looking to humble us. The Bible says he opposes the proud. If you're cocky and proud, God is against you. You think you know everything. You think you're better than everybody. You think you can compete with every single person who's doing something for the Lord because you think that you have all the skills that you need to be the best. And God is simply saying, I am the one who needs the glory. So I need to humble you and test you in order to know what is in your heart. But we don't like it. We don't like it. So he knows what he's doing when he constructs your pathway, your job, your home life. He has a goal for you to get somewhere and you may need to go through through that circumstance. So again, are you growing through what you go through? The road work may be exactly what you need to get to your goal. That's not the same thing that I need. What God has done for me in 2016, all the challenges that he sent my way to refine me, not only for to be praised, but for my work, my job and my studies. That's what I needed. God said, I have to humble Erica in this way. Like every parent, he knows his children. But you may be going through something right now where it's frustrating to you. But God is saying this is a character building process for you. I'm constructing and reconstructing your character so that I can actually bless you in the manner in which you're asking me to bless you and in the manner that I want to bless you. So when he puts these challenges in our lives, we have to learn to be grateful. Like James said, we have to count it all joy. Stay in your lane when it's under construction. He's building your character. He's reconstructing your character. He may be reconstructing the vision. You know, God gave Abraham a vision He said, get thee out of thy country, leave the lands of your father. And then God reconstructed that vision and he nuanced it a little bit. God doesn't give it to us all at once. So you have to remember to stay in your lane, even when it's under construction, even when you're facing difficulties. And when you do that, don't complain. So I have two points here uh, just to, to wrap up about how we can actually do this. You know, educator at heart, I'm all about action plans and I'm all about people taking what they learn and doing something with it. So my first first uh, tip on how you can remain hopeful and optimistic when God is reconstructing your life or your vision or your road or your lane. One, read your Bible. And I know that it sounds too simple and some people may roll their eyes at that, but you can give God praise and I'm all for that. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to read your Bible and your Bible is a sword in a spiritual war. So please take that seriously. The Psalms are filled with uh, encouraging scriptures. But Hebrews chapter 11 is something that I read all the time. Find someone in scripture that you can relate to. Paul was shipwrecked. Daniel was in a lion's den. Ruth was a widow. Esther was adopted. John the Baptist was beheaded because he spoke out against government. I'm not going to go in on that last one because some people don't think that as a Christian, we need to speak out against government and we do. But these are people who you may relate to. Find something in the scripture that reminds you that God is over everything. These are people that I just named who were broken who were hurt, 
who physically lost their means to take care of themselves, but God reconstructed their lives and their character through those circumstances to get them victorious on the other side. He wanted to get them to a pathway of blessing so he allowed them to go through these things so read the scripture so you know who god is the character of god who who loves you so deeply that yes you may go through different trials but trials are sent to strengthen you and to produce that patience in you so you can actually endure to the very end and so you can handle the things that he wants for you the other thing is practice positive self-talk one thing that I learned in, in the self-leadership course that I took in the early part of this year is we have to watch what we say to ourselves because negative speech hinders positive action. And the Bible has already told us this. We didn't, we didn't need a bunch of scholars to tell us. But God told us this in Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. So what you say to yourself matters and what you think about yourself matters. Talk about um, the positive things in your life. I am blessed. I am favored. I am working towards my future. Everything happening today is temporary. God works all things together for my good. I've had to do this many times and I've actually had a practice of writing affirmation on one of my mirrors. And for many, many months, I had the phrase, the door will open on my mirror so every time I got dressed every time I did my makeup I saw this phrase because in the scripture Jesus says if you knock the door will be open and I was going through such a devastating uh, circumstance I had to remind myself the door is going to open because Jesus Jesus the son of God said that if I knock the door will open now what door will open that I didn't know but I said to myself every single day I am going to keep knocking. I am going to keep praying. The Bible says that Jesus taught them and told them to pray and never give up. So that's what I did. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I got tired of praying and I got frustrated with praying, but I still prayed and the door did open. And I'm living a, a beautiful situation right now because I kept praying. So I had to practice speaking positively and I had to practice speaking positive scripture. So in the show notes, I have about three different documents that I found online for you guys. And I would love for people to to print them or even to just work with them in Google Docs. But they're all based on positive self-talk. And one of them has a beautiful little grid on it. And it says the situation in one column, negative self-talk. And then the last column is positive self-talk. So the situation may be... Um, trying a new problem so the negative self-talk that you would say in that moment is i'm afraid i'll make a mistake but transitioning from that what one thing that you can say instead is the more i try the better i'll get maybe you have to make a speech and you're thinking oh i'm gonna make a fool of myself instead of saying that to yourself what can you say maybe i think i'll do a great job this makes me nervous but i know i have valuable information you have to shift your mind a mind shift is necessary in order for you to actually withstand the reconstruction process. The Bible says in Romans 8:28, for we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. John chapter five, verse 
17, one that I love so much and I have to remind myself, Jesus answered them. My father has been working until now and I have been working. God is working on your behalf. Construction is simply work. And a lot of times you don't realize it because you're so stuck in your emotions and I'm so stuck in, our, in my emotions, but God is doing all the work for you. He's working these things together for good, the Bible says. So he's putting in the effort. All you have to do is give God the time, give him the space and be obedient to what he's doing. Your pathway will require faith in God and faith in his work. So your reconstruction process is going to be challenging, but you have to have faith that God is working all things together for good. Say that to yourself. If you're in the car right now, if you have me listening, if you're listening to me in your headphones right now, I don't care who you're around. Maybe you tap somebody on the shoulder and be like, look, God is working all things together for good. Tell your coworker because it's true. He is working and he is reconstructing your life. He's reconstructing your emotions. Maybe he's tearing away at that scab of unforgiveness so you can have a relationship where you will need to forgive day in and day out. So to conclude, stay in your lane, even when it's under construction. Your construction is simply reconstruction. Stick with it, stay the course. You may be trying to get away from the path that you're on right now, but remember that God doesn't want you to avoid difficulties. He wants you to count these trials as joy so that you can produce patience because you need patience for every future experience. You can't always escape growth. If you do, you miss your blessing. So grow through what you go through. Okay, I love you guys so much. I'm thankful again that you always give me your ear. Um, bless somebody with this podcast if it blessed you. And if you want to reach out to me to chat about anything, if you have any questions, definitely hit me up on uh, tobepraised.com. You can follow the To Be Praised Twitter account. Follow us on Facebook at To Be Praised on Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. And if you wanted to reach out to me personally, uh, you can email devotionals at to be praised thank you guys so much and please remember that god is for you he is always for you he loves you so much i love you so much and if i can stick through the reconstruction process and and be blessed despite so many challenges so can you positive self-talk positive vibes love and light on a monday